0: Hey, what's happening? Welcome along to The Daily Larb. I'm Larry G. McGuire, writer and artist at LarryGMcguire.com. Thanks for coming over and checking out my station here on Anchor. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or Spreaker or some other platform, you're very welcome along. I recorded this podcast using Anchor, a little iPhone app. It helps me me uh, create five-minute segments, stitch them together and create an episode. People can call in to uh, voice their opinion give their views on particular topics I'm talking about. And uh, in this episode, I've got some stuff for you that I want to share. Um, Moving on from yesterday's episode, episode number 74, where I was talking about work and self-worth and getting what we ask for, getting what we, um, I suppose, subconsciously command from the world, you know, financially speaking, from the work we do, you know. The clients we meet and we engage with, uh, it's been my perception. Certainly, I can't speak for everybody. I always say that I can only speak for myself. Um, that depending on the mood and the uh, the place I happen to be in at any stage, any particular day, or maybe period of time, um, I'll always end up working for people who kind of match that, you know. And uh, it's interesting to see it play out. And I think, I, I have come to understand, maybe that's a better way to put it, Paul O'Manney pulled me up on that there today, <laughs> using the word I think. It can be uh, misconstrued, represent something different to what you actually uh, mean to say, sometimes. Anyway, I've come to understand that uh, this is the case, that um, the people you meet, the people you associate with, the people you grav- gravitate towards, the business that you attract... The customers that you work with, the uh, associates that you come into contact with in the rolling out of your work, they're all a perfect match to you. You know, you can't play outside of that. Um, It dictates, you know, but we do have control over that. It's not necessarily a case that where uh, uh, our lives are determined Uh, subconsciously and we we have no control we do we can exercise control and it's about a change mindset that's the first thing that needs to change if we're going to command a little more uh, from the hours that we work if you're working by the hour and working by the hour isn't always a good thing but sometimes it is Uh, i don't mind it especially when i'm getting the rate that i ask for and uh I was talking about that yesterday, and Paul he jumped on, and he was talking about it too, and he was talking about his own business experience, and um, I think it's valuable. I'd like to get a conversation going with Paul, one, one-on-one about uh, this subject. Might do that over the next few weeks, and um, get chatting about it a bit more. But business is a very, it can be a very complex thing, but it really is, it has to be said, a complete reflection of you, you know? And it doesn't matter if you work solo. Or you work in a large organization and you run the organization, if it's your organization, if it's your business. You and everybody in it, if you're the top man or top woman, well, everybody in the organization is a reflection of you, is, is complementary to you. And if things aren't going well, well, the book stops with you. So change yourself, change everything, you know, uh, change your mindset and your outlook. And things around you will change. There's no doubt about it. That's been my experience anyway. Uh, Certainly in business it's been uh, my experience. So the other day I got banging on about money. And I got talking about rates and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm going to echo that original segment now after this intro. And uh, you can have a listen to that. And then subsequently I will uh, play Paul Amani's uh, contributions. Paul uh, called into the station and left his thoughts on the whole work thing and uh, it's interesting to hear other people's um, experience so check out this uh, segment I recorded on work uh, a couple of days back and uh, then watch out for Paul's stuff and I'll come back in on the end uh, with some comments so uh, enjoy this bit of stuff here thanks for tuning in good morning my friends what's happening Making my way to uh, a little job this morning, installing some floor boxes, power and data into the floor in an office. So, uh, time and material, so I can do it at my leisure. I love these jobs, these are the best. And they're the best, not because I'm a lazy bastard, they're the best because I have the opportunity to do the job without the pressure and the restrictions of price. And that's just brilliant for everybody. Because because it allows me to do a superior job. When there's no pressure for there's no pressure on me to deliver at a at a small figure, which I don't do anymore. I used to do it all the time, and uh, I I probably um I probably don't get or I wouldn't get. Uh, now I have, there's a caveat to this, but I probably don't get uh, the jobs I used to get before because my prices are a lot higher now than they were. When I was pricing before I used to price, and I'd always, you know, have that little voice in the back of my head that would say you gotta be a little bit cheaper to get this, you know. It's a flawed idea, flawed mentality. And uh, it's from completely the wrong place. If you're in that place mentally well then you're screwed. You'll never really make money. And uh, it reminds me of a video I recorded one time, I was on my way home from a piece of work probably about Oh, I don't know. Three, four years ago now, I was, uh, I was doing the electrical on, on a site with about six houses, I think, or four or six houses, something like that, five houses. Anyway, uh, it wasn't working out. I went in small because of the, the volume and uh, it should have been easy. On paper, it was easy. Because new build is always easy, or it should be easy, but the principal contractor was uh, brutal. So, very disorganized and incapable of doing the job, which meant that everybody working for him uh, couldn't work efficiently. There was no, I was terrible. So, these days, when I get uh, a little job where I can go in, and uh, do the work to the best of my technical ability and deliver it, without the pressure of price, that's ideal. Because you see, some people um, want to bring in people that they trust and that they know will do the job. and The scale, or maybe the value of the piece of work you're doing, might not be any more than maybe five hundred quid, six hundred quid, something like that. And they're not too bothered by it because they're a healthy company, you know. And they're the people you want to be working for. It's the people with money. You don't want to be working for people with no money. Or the pressure of uh, financial constraints. Because they're the bloody worst in the world. They will want you for small money. And then if and when something goes wrong, because it invariably does when you're working for somebody with small money. They won't pay you for it, and you have to go back and all this kind of stuff. And it's been my experience that if you want to make, if you want to make some money at the profession you've chosen, you've got to choose people to, to work for who have money. Seems like a bit of a no-brainer, but uh, a lot of people miss that, especially solo operators when they first go out business for themselves. Anyway, just my thoughts for this morning. I'm on the old motorway. Got coffee in hand. I should see you later. Take her easy.
1: Hi, Larry. I'm particularly interested in your experience uh, with clients and particularly your changed policy about uh, not working with people who couldn't afford you basically and and not dropping your prices now I had no experience like this until I came to Ireland in 2005 in fact it was probably about 2007 that I had any experience like this because during the years that I worked in the UK I never worked for anyone who didn't have a budget and I'd never had anybody who hadn't paid me on time Admittedly, I'd only been working for myself since 1998. So I had eight, seven, eight. I had about nine years in the UK where I had no financial difficulties in relation to pricing. Then I made the biggest mistake I've ever made in business. I agreed to take on work from a number of companies that hoped to be able to pay for the work from future revenue and I started to um, price my work according to the budget that the clients had. I learned uh, over a number of years that this was a serious mistake. Also there were companies, small companies I worked for that were um, hoping to get grants, hoping to get funding from various people in order to pay for the work. My greatest stupidity was to work for these clients. <clears throat> I, I know why I did it. I did it because I love work and there's certain kinds of work that I love more than others. And uh, I had a number of situations where I was so taken with the potential of the business that was looking to hire me that I really ent- I I wanted to become a virtual member of their enterprise. And yes, that, that uh, very little good. Now I have to say that I have one client for whom I started to work on that basis. Um, And it's worked well, because they have achieved um, sufficient financial viability. But I, I also had a very interesting experience on the telephone with a potential client once I must tell you about. Oh, Before that story, I want to emphasize that I didn't have a succession of people not paying me at all, But I had a succession of relationships with clients in which the client uh, wanted a lot more than they could afford and I made adjustments and ended up doing longer hours, putting more effort in than the uh, fee uh, deserved. And that was a problem. I had a phone call with a guy in Scotland. I'll never forget this. He ran some sort of a kennels for um, dogs. Now, it was a very specialist type of kennels for dogs. It was very attractive. He had a lovely, you know, apparently a lovely business there. And the conversation, uh, I mean, out of a number of frustrations with other people in the past, I had decided that I was going to change tack with future clients. I had decided that I wouldn't uh, work for anybody who didn't have a budget and who didn't have sufficient uh, financial reserves in the business to pay, especially so that I would get paid on time and in some cases that I would... In fact, I would get paid um, money in advance, a down payment in advance. By the way, this was all marketing and branding work. So, during the conversation, which was very interesting, all flowing along in a very interesting way, I decided that at a certain point in the uh, conversation, I was going to ask the person how much money they had in the bank. I thought, that's the simplest and most straightforward thing to do. And that's what I did, I said. Just one thing, just want to check. Can you tell me how much money you have? In retrospect, after the phone call, I uh, believe that I probably didn't phrase the question in as diplomatic a way or even in as clear a way. If I had said, can you tell me how much uh, money you have in the bank reserved for this project, um, things would have gone much better. Perhaps, perhaps, here's my daughter.
0: So, thanks Paul for your contribution there, that was uh, very insightful and uh, honest account of your own experience, even though it was only a few minutes um, I suspect that perhaps you uh, you were cut short uh, by the arrival of your little girl but not to worry, um, thanks for your several minutes of uh, um, uh, thoughts on on that subject Um, It's interesting, isn't it, how people receive uh, information, and you know you have an opportunity. You just have one opportunity to to piece together um, what it is you want to say. In order to deliver, in order for the what you want to deliver to be received the way you want it to be received. So language is huge, you know. And uh, some people are put off by certain words, and that's a skill, isn't it? I mean, you have to uh, you have to practice that. Um, I've I've seen it too. I've seen uh, how certain things go down well and how certain things don't. In particular, although not related to money, but ultimately is related to money, when uh, I had, in the height of uh, our work, we had 20-something people employed. And uh, it was all go, you know. And you'd have service guys uh, out... uh, on jobs and you would have a lot of subcontractors as well on jobs and they would directly interface with the clients and the clients representatives and that was always a challenge because uh, guys would always give more information than was necessary uh, or or give information in the first place and would invariably compromise your position because they said something maybe out of turn they said something that was sensitive to the job and that maybe needed to be delivered with a little bit more tact and uh, get you into trouble and cost you money. Um, it was uh, it was a constant, constant need to watch that and monitor that. And uh, I remember on one particular occasion um, uh, we were really busy and I just didn't have time to get into this job. Uh, and a particular site we were doing some mechanical services heating, heating system in a in a building in the city centre, and the heating system was in a jocker, like it was completely shit, and. Uh, uh, it, uh, there were constant problems with it so we were we were charged with maintaining it so we'd nobody available at this particular time and uh, so we had to get in a subcontractor and all our subcontractors were busy so i had to use a guy that we never used before and uh, oh they just opened a can of worms it just went a big spiral down, down downhill uh, Based upon what they found and the information they gave to the client about the condition of the system So the client not knowing anything about heating systems or how the system was necessarily before we arrived Gets spooked and there was all kinds of uh, all kinds of drama that had to be Massaged later, but uh, it's the information and how it's delivered is critical And uh, even if you're looking for a job if you're looking for a new business and you're in front of a prospect Uh, or whether you have an existing client, the the delivery of that information is vital, the communication and uh, interesting, you know, to uh, get your perspective, but thanks for that. And, you know, uh, certain professions um, accept, or or in certain fields, it's accepted by clients that, you know, you have to maybe give um, the supplier, the provider uh, a budget or what you've got to work with, but certainly not in the trades, that doesn't work, you know. Not all the time. Sometimes it does. Uh, Recently, I've had to ask that question, but uh, I wouldn't have got involved in the job uh, if the money wasn't available. So myself and the the lady I'm working with uh, are working out a a bit of a plan um, to uh, get the piece of work done. So, listen, thanks, everybody, for listening in to this episode. Uh, I'm going to pick up on this subject again because it's something I've written about and spoken about many times before, and uh, it's close to my heart and uh, it's aside from that it's interesting to talk about maybe it's interesting to listen to too if you got any views on this um in terms of you know uh why why hire one person rather than another or why charge one rate rather than maybe a lower rate uh what makes your what makes it easier difficult in making a decision you know if you're a buyer or if you're a, if you're a provider what are the challenges uh that you experience in delivering your service the financial ones you know it's. I think it's relevant to people, whether you're working solo, whether you're a consultant or 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 a plumber or a, or a, whatever you happen to be, um, painter or whatever. Uh, these questions are relevant. So uh, I want to thank you all for listening in. If you'd like to comment, come over and visit me, anchor.fm forward slash the larb, and uh, you can call into the station, leave your comments. Uh, thanks for listening in again. If you're on iTunes or Google Play or some other platform. Uh, I recorded this episode of the podcast with Anchor, an iPhone app it allows me to piece together 5-minute segments and people can call in and I can share people's stuff and it's pretty cool. So, um you can catch all my stuff, all my writing, uh recorded material over at LarryGMaguire.com. Uh I publish Sunday letters every week. When you sign up, I'll send you some free stuff. The Artist Manifesto, PDF copy of a new book that I'm publishing due for release on the 31st of March, outlines my entire creative philosophy and uh, I think it's an important document and you can get your hands on it free. That kind of uh, mini extract of what will be the book, it's free to download. Uh, I'm also over at patreon.com forward slash Larry G. Maguire where you can sign up as a patron to my work and support me in what I'm making and uh, from as little as a dollar You can contribute towards the creation of the Artist Manifesto and its publication and subsequent material that I'm working on. And I'd be very grateful if you choose to do so. Thanks to all my patrons, some of whom are on here. And I want to thank you very much for your help in doing what I do. Uh, That's it for now, guys. This was episode 75 of the Daily Larb. Uh, Thanks for listening in. I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, that's it for now. Okay, take care of yourselves. All the best.